0: the weekly podcast of Crew in Southeast Ohio. I'm Chad Helmer and I'll be your host and we're grateful that you've tuned in this week. Crew is a caring community passionate about connecting people to Jesus Christ and all across the college campuses of Southeast Ohio, God is changing students' lives and that's no different right here at Ohio University and this podcast is dedicated to hear how our relationship with God has changed a student's life 180 degrees. It's what we call a 180 story. And today, I'm excited to welcome to the podcast, Ryan Fob. Ryan, welcome.
1: Hello, how are you today?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for being with us. Um, Ryan, what do you have going on on your busy Wednesday? What's today been like?
1: Well, I had a lot of work to do earlier, just got out of class. Um, got a full evening ahead of me, but able to make some time.
0: Okay, that's great. That's great. The students I've talked to this week have mentioned midterms are sort of happening around this time, or there are projects, or things that are due as we're kind of at midpoint through the semester. So um, hopefully it's not been too stressful. But, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from?
1: So I'm from Bethel Park, Pennsylvania, which is just south of Pittsburgh, basically a suburb. Um, but, yeah, that's where I'm okay.
0: from. Okay. Ryan's sporting uh, – you can't see it, but he's sporting a Steel City shirt. And so, Ryan, I take true. you to be a big Steelers fan, right?
1: I am, I am.
0: And probably all things Pittsburgh sports, I'm guessing. Pretty,
1: pretty much, pretty much.
0: Okay. Okay. And what are you studying at OU and what year are you?
1: I'm a senior studying civil engineering.
0: Okay. Okay. Senior year, civil engineering on the home stretch with the most unusual senior year you could have predicted. So, yep. (laughs) Um, And then tell us something about you that we don't know. Maybe an interesting fact.
1: So when I was like three years old, I was obsessed with the 50 states. Um, I I just like, I, I memorized all the capitals, which I think I still know. Um, but I, I got like birthday cake. My birthday cake was a map of the United States. And I was just like, I was obsessed with it. And I knew all of the states in alphabetical order by memory and the order that they all came into the union.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: I don't know. I don't remember that now. But I, when at I was at what three, age was this? At three. Three. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness my my own daughter is just two and a half. I feel like we have work to do. Um, <laughs> that's incredible. Um, it's probably served you well for like seventh grade geography class or something. There yes. was some some point in school where you were clearly ahead of the pack. So yes, that's wild. <laughs> oh my goodness, and they. When they entered the union, who nobody ever has to remember that I,
1: yeah i have I don't even know how i just I think I just looked at like a list in that order for so long that it just went into yeah. my brain. I have no idea That's definitely true. don't know it anymore though
0: well, you know little children, their brains are just sponges, and so I just imagine you soaking all that up, but it sounds like it's leaked out a little bit since then. <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, we're excited to hear your story. Grateful to have you on the podcast and to hear you share it with our listeners. So tell us, what was your life like before Christ?
1: Yeah, so uh, I started going to church when I was really young with my parents, my family. Um, so the idea of God and Christianity wasn't really a foreign concept for me, mm-hmm. um, but I've, I've always been kind of a nerd, if you couldn't tell from my, my fun fact. Um, <laughs> but most of my most of my early memories were just me trying to soak up as much knowledge as I could. I just wanted to know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and in elementary school I went to class like once a week with the other kids, uh, that were my age in my church. And a lot of them went to school with me too. So we already knew each other. And I kind of assumed they expected me to be like that smart kid who always gets the A's on all the tests. Um, so I just wanted to know all the answers cause I wanted them to like still have that thought of me. Hmm. Um, so I basically just wanted to make sure that all of my friends thought I was still the smartest kid there. Sure. And then as I got a little older, uh, I started to realize it wasn't as cool to be a nerd anymore. Uh, so I started caring a little bit less about having this knowledge about my faith. Um, still believed in God, but I really only came to him in times of need mm-hmm. because I wanted to control my own life and ask him for help when I didn't think I could handle it myself. And then by the time I got to high school, uh, I started going to youth group meetings about once a week uh, and a bunch of my friends went too. So that's kind of why I started going. And we had a lot of fun together every week and it became another way for me to hang out with my friends, um, outside of school. And, uh, we, we really, really had a good time there. Um, I made a lot of, a lot of friends from that. And a lot of the leaders that I had were pretty, pretty influential for me. Um, It kind of motivated me to take my faith a lot more seriously. Um, And on top of that, I started dating my current girlfriend during my junior year. Um, And up until that point, I had been in a couple of relationships, but none of them really lasted more than a few months. Um, Nothing was really that serious, but it didn't take me long into this new relationship to start to feel differently about her than I ever had about anyone else. And it gave me this sense of maturity that I kind of wanted to take my faith more seriously and feel like an adult who had everything together. Hmm. Um, And despite all of that, I still continued to struggle with having control over my life. Um, I I didn't go to God unless things were going poorly. Um, I I thought that I could figure out everything I needed in my life. Um, So it got to the point where high school was coming to the end. Uh, I started applying to colleges, feeling like I had a pretty good idea about what was coming next in my life because I just felt like I had control.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So re- really, it's interesting hearing some of that. The, I mean, one of the themes I hear in there is this sort of um, shifting desire toward what's cool or what's respectable, right? Initially, it's the sort of, uh, you described as a sort of nerdy fun loves to learn, but then that wasn't cool. Um, right. But you see, so you, you, you know, the sort of wanting to maintain relevance and connectivity with friends um, you find that in youth group a little bit as you get older, um, but it's interesting that God uses this uh, this girl in your life who is still in your life. I didn't know this. What's her name?
1: Her name's Stephanie.
0: Stephanie. Okay, so God uses Stephanie in your life um, to make you sort of reevaluate. It sounds like
1: spiritually, mm-hmm.
0: like am I am I where I want to be? Am I doing what God wants me to be doing? Um, but then I hear too in the background this desire for control that sort of. Um, you want to have control of your life. And, um, you know, you're turning to God in times of need when you don't have control, but you want to maintain control. Does that sound like I'm I'm getting you correctly? Okay. Okay. That's great. Well, what happened from there? What what kind of led to life transformation then? Or what was that like?
1: Yeah, so I don't have like a huge transforming moment um, in my story. But kind of over time, I was placed in different situations that caused me to change the way I viewed my faith Um, and I keep like like you were saying I keep saying that I struggled with giving up control Mm -hmm. and there were basically two main events um, that happened to me that changed my mindset a lot when it comes to that okay and the first was kind of what I led off with in the last part um, about choosing my college and not to dis on OU or anything I promise I love it here Um, but it was kind of like my backup plan for college Mm -hmm. Um, I, I applied to some other schools, and a lot of them I didn't really expect to get into, um, but I just wanted to see. Um, but there was one school that I definitely wanted to go to more than any of the other ones, um, and I was just assuming I would get in, but when the time came uh, in the spring of my senior year, I got put on the wait list, and I was, like, pretty devastated about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I already told a bunch of people I was going there because I kind of thought it was a guarantee that I would get in. Mm-hmm. Um, So I got upset for a while. I was kind of ashamed to talk to people about it because there were so many people that I just told I was already getting in because I assumed that I would. Sure. Um, And then eventually I got a letter from them saying that they made a mistake that they, but they still couldn't admit admit me in the fall, but they saved a spot for me the next year if I wanted to take a gap year. Oh, wow. Um, But that wasn't really anything I was considering. So I just started to deal with the fact I was going to Athens in the fall instead of where I planned on going. Um, But needless to say, Athens is one of my favorite places. Um, Mm -hmm. Really happy I ended up going here. But it took God to intervene and take the control away from me in that situation to put me where I was supposed to be for the next four years. And I have a lot of great friendships and a stronger relationship with God that I might not have gotten if I went somewhere else. And then... The second event um, happened during my second semester here at OU, so coming into my freshman year, uh, I told myself I wouldn't be a part of the party scene every weekend that you know everyone talks about. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to focus on school and also my long-distance relationship, and I just I overall didn't think it was the right thing to get involved with, but as the weekends kept passing, I kept seeing a bunch of people around me having fun, um, and they seemed to be in control of themselves for the most part while doing it. Um, so eventually I convinced myself that I could control it too. Um, so I tried to take control of my life again and, uh, things didn't really go well. Mm. Um, I ended up getting charged with underage drinking in my dorm and I, I, the next day I called my parents, I was crying to my parents, called my girlfriend. Um, and I just felt like really guilty and just really down on myself. Um, and I I was sad for a, for a while because I felt like I couldn't go to God with it because I just felt so much shame. Mm. Um, but eventually, I kind of just I remembered that I could go to Him with anything and confess and ask for His forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually, that's what I did, and I just prayed and gave control of my life back over to Him, and that's kind of where things that, where the transformation kind of completed itself.
0: That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, I mean, so, so many fascinating sort of observations there. One thinking about, um, I mean, everybody goes through that anxiety of, you know, the college selection process where I want to apply to, where I hope to get into, will I get in? Um, and yet somehow, uh, when our hopes are fulfilled or when they're dashed, somehow we're able to look back and see God's hand working, bringing us to a place where he, you know, continues to work in our lives. And so I think, um, that's it's an interesting piece of your story that I'm sure a lot of people can connect with um, as well as the sort of party scene bringing uh, bringing you to a point where it feels like okay I need to bring this to God I need I need to lay it at his feet and ask for forgiveness and sort of um, restore a relationship with him or, or us turn back to him in ways you know especially as you're somebody who uh, it sounds like already had a relationship with God but then the turning back to him um, in the face of you know, our own sin or our own shame. And so, um, it's amazing too. I think that that experience of shame for our sin is universal. And, uh, you know, our, our, you know, crew here in Southeast Ohio, we have partnerships uh, around the world in places like South Asia and in Slovenia and in other parts of the world. And it's one of the things that I've come to realize that's, that's, uh, fundamentally human is the is the shame that we experience and feel because of our sin and uh, it's part of the good news of the gospel right that we're able to bring those things before god uh, and experience forgiveness for them and uh and you're not alone so i'm i'm grateful for you being willing to share that sort of vulnerable part of your story with us tell us what it, what is life look like since then as you sort of brought that before the lord um experienced you know forgiveness what what's life look like now
1: yeah, I mean, I'd love to tell you that everything's just perfect now. Sure, um, sure. But it's not. I mean, I, I, I still try to control different things in my life. I still struggle with giving up that control. But mm-hmm. having said that, life has definitely gotten a little bit easier for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still get stressed about things, um, but the amount of anxiety I feel has definitely gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was trying to control my life without the help of God, I put a lot of extra pressure on myself because I wanted to get everything right and there was no backup plan for me if something would go wrong. Um, mm. So it's, it's kind of hard to describe how freeing it's felt for me mm. um, to put my burdens on God instead of myself, but I'm just free to enjoy every day as it comes to me without trying to make sure I'm perfect all the time. Um, and perfection is something that I've just always tried to achieve but I just didn't originally realize that I could achieve perfection in the eyes of God by just placing my faith in Jesus and giving up my control to him. Hmm. Um, and one of my favorite verses is first Peter five, seven, which says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Um, and I actually have that verse written on a little sticky note on the table next to my bed um, at my parents' house. Just as a reminder, I, I looked at it all the time through high school and stuff, but, I just think it's important to anybody out there who's struggling with anxiety and giving up control and trying to be perfect in everything. Um, because it's just not something that we can achieve on our own. Um, and my life here on earth will never be perfect, but by giving God control of my life, I'm able to rest knowing that he's guiding me wherever I need to go.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I mean, wow. Uh, such a good word to, to end, you know, and wrap up on, because I think it's, uh, I mean, so many, so many things that you described are things that we long for. So for freedom, uh, you know, that we, we sort of feel a freedom in our relationship with God. Um, The sort of, uh, the reduced anxiety, because we can bring our anxieties to him because he cares for us. Um, I think about the uh, not needing to be in control because there's a trust in God uh, that results from what he's done in our lives and, and the knowledge that he loves and cares for us. And that, um, that anxiety-producing desire to be perfect, that uh, this side of uh, eternity you will know, we'll always uh, fall short of. And it can be the cause of so much anxiety, so much striving and struggling and frustration Um, But what God has done for us in the gospel is he's redeemed us, he's justified us, he's declared us righteous uh, because we're now united with his son. And so the result is that uh, when God looks at us, he sees the perfect righteous life of his son living in us, uh, even when we fall short and make mistakes. And I appreciate you saying that uh, right at the beginning, Ryan, that um, life isn't, uh, you know, life isn't just perfect and easy now. Um, and, and, uh, that's the nature of, uh, that's the nature of living in a fallen world, this side of eternity. But I think that it, it highlights what you've described has struck the balance so well on the one hand, we still struggle in a fallen and broken world. And on the other, we have Christ who's united with whom we're united, uh, who's transformed our lives, who's continuing to transform us in ways that, um, reduce anxiety that allow us to to feel the freedom i think about um in galatians uh, paul tells that he, he tells the church he says that for freedom christ has set us free that we're free from sin we're free from powers and principalities we're free from um from temp, uh, not from temptation but from uh, from the necessity of sin that we're now empowered to not live according to sin and according to its laws and so um what a what a good summary you've given of some of the transformation that results from knowing Christ and being united to him. So that's, uh, that's incredible. And we're all still on a journey, right? We're, uh, it doesn't end. Right. And so it just continues from here. So um, that's, that's terrific. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us. I'm curious, what is, um, what does the rest of this week look like for you? Midterms, exams, uh, projects, anything going on?
1: Yeah, I have, I have a midterm tomorrow and then another one Friday. Okay. Um, okay. But once I get to the weekend, I'll be, I'll be able to relax. So I'm that's, looking forward to that.
0: That's great. That's fantastic. Um, well, I, yeah, I, I asked, cause like I said, I'm sure that there are plenty of other students in the same boat. So it means a lot that you took time in, a, in the midst of a week when you have two midterms, uh, to yeah, hop on and record the podcast with us. So really grateful to have you on the show and, um, And then I'll I'll mention, uh, Ryan already knows about this, but I'll mention for our listeners, next uh, week, uh, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, Saturday, October 17th, we have our fall conference where we're... Uh, gathering together at a church in Logan, uh, students from all across Southeast Ohio to worship together, hear the Word of God taught, have a ton of fall fun. Uh, we're going to play some games, have some outdoor activities. The whole thing is going to be COVID safe, uh, masks and social distancing and plenty of hand sanitizer. And so we're hoping folks will join us for that and uh, hoping Ryan will be there too, perhaps. But yeah, I won't I'll make be him... there. Awesome. Okay. I wasn't going to make <laughs> a commit right now, but... Um, you can learn more about that if you go to our website, crew at OU org, C-R-U-A-T-O-U dot O-R-G, and would love to have uh, any of our listeners that are students in Southeast Ohio join us. So, Ryan, thanks for being on the show today. Uh, glad to have yeah, you. Thanks us, for having me. And uh, we'll see you at fall conference next weekend.
1: All right. Sounds good. All right. Take care. Thanks to our
0: listeners for tuning into this episode of the 180 podcast, a production of Crew in Southeast Ohio. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at at crewatou, or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crewatou.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the 180 Podcast.